from sheisconference.org and Summit Church in Indiana, Pennsylvania. You're listening to the She Is Community Podcast. Well, welcome to the She Is Community Podcast. I am so excited about the guests that we have with us. However, she's not a guest to us. She is one of our Summit family, but it's Cheryl Motzing. She is our prayer coordinator at Summit, volunteer coordinator, and a whole other list of things. <laughs> but I believe one of the most significant things she does is lead our prayer ministry. And um, I love this woman. I'm so grateful for who she has been to me over the years. And um, I want people, I want everyone to know you because I just think you're amazing. Oh, <laughs> so you make me cry. <laughs> I um we've been in this series on rhythms, and I know Katie's not with us today because she's recovering from a surgery. But she had asked you a, a probably over a month ago now, gosh, um, to do the series with us and talk about rhythms and prayer. So we've already covered uh, rhythms in the word, uh, rhythms in rest and rhythms in worship. Tiffany Thurston did that one with us. And so we have you closing out our series with rhythms and prayer. And so I am so excited for people to hear from you today. And But first, I would like for them to know a little bit about you so you can share whatever you want about your <laughs> precious husband or <laughs> your son, whatever you want. But anything you want people to know about you, I'd love for them to get to know you a little bit today. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Dick and I have been married for like 43 years, which always kind of blows me away every time I talk about it. But um, for many, many, many of those years, he was in the ministry and I had a secular job. And um, I, I worked at the, with the courts for many years, um, working with juvenile um, defenders, defendants, and kids who were delinquent. Yeah. And um, so, wow. For a lot of years, I worked full time and then tried to help with the ministry on the side. And, and, and it would get kind of overwhelming at times, mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially, especially when... Um, you know, I'd hear all these stories about all these kids and they were just hurting so bad and they had such horrible circumstances in their lives. And and we just, we wanted, I wanted to do something and I didn't feel like I could do anything. In fact, I even drugged Dick through the training to be foster parents <laughs> <laughs> so that I could have some hands on, you know, like like doing something. And um, he kind of talked me down from that. He's like, how would that actually work? You know, yeah. we work full time and we spend the whole weekend, you know, in ministry at the church. Uh, what would that actually look like? And so he made me face reality. <laughs> and, um, but there was one day I, I was over at our, our little church building and I was praying and I was like, God, I can't take this anymore. You know, show me a way to deal with this. Mm-hmm. 
let me out of it because mm-hmm. I can And that's when God just started putting it in my heart to pray for these kids. Mm-hmm. And I started taking my lunch hour and like every day there would be maybe like six or eight kids that would have hearings that day. And I would just pray for those kids. And that, yeah. that didn't feel as overwhelming as the hundreds of kids, you know, it was like, I just would pray for the kids who were having hearings that day. And probably for, I would say maybe seven or eight years, I would just be praying for those kids. And, and God just gave me such a knowing in my heart that it was making a real difference in those kids eternity. And, and, and so that's kind of how I got, um, I felt I'm, I, it was like, God put me in, in intercessory prayer, you know, yeah. he in a place where, where I was just desperate you mm-hmm. know, for help. Yeah. And, and so that kind of just shaped kind of who I am. And we moved here to, to Indiana and I was just kind of lost for the first few years because I felt like my job had become my ministry. And then, you know, we moved here and Dick got so involved at the summit and it was just so obvious why we were here. You know, his ministry was just touching so many people's lives and, I just felt kind of lost, like, you know, why am I here? Mm -hmm. So then after you and Mel came to the summit and um, Mel had me come in and talk with them one day, started talking about a prayer ministry. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that's why I'm here. (laughs) So. I love it. Well, it's so encouraging me always for to hear that story. And I'm sure for women listening that maybe feel called to ministry, but they're working a secular job and they're wondering how can I make a difference where I'm at? And your story is so beautiful in that you made a difference in a secular setting by really committing to prayer. And I know that looks different for everyone, but mm-hmm. that's how God showed you. You could really make a difference and prayer works and mm-hmm. prayer yeah. changes yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And you found your purpose doing that. And that's so beautiful. And so how mm-hmm. long, I'm trying to remember, how long have you actually been leading the prayer ministry at Summit? How long has it been now? Well, um, I guess it would be when when you and Mel came. So what yeah, that seven, seven years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was helping with the prayer ministry before that, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't it wasn't very organized at that time. We didn't even really have um, we didn't schedule people to be real, available for prayer at the end of a service. Yeah, it just kind of was sort of like. If anybody wants to help with this, they can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love what you've done, you know, and just your leadership for our prayer ministry. But I know that that comes from just who you are 
in the secret who you are at home and your personal prayer life, um, that that's an outflow of your your rhythms in daily prayer and daily seeking God's face. And so that shows in your leadership with your team. And, you know, of course you're, you oversee the prayer um, for our women's events as well. And you've even raised up leaders to, to lead for women's events and um, you know, prayer. We always say we see such huge movements of God, you know, at our women's events, but, I always say, yes, we do all the planning and have the decor and these amazing speakers, but none of that would be effective if it weren't for prayer, (laughs) if it weren't for the behind the scenes spiritual work that is done leading up to the event, because weeks and months ahead of time, your team is praying and praying specifically for the women that are going to be coming and for the speakers who are going to be delivering the messages and for the worship. And, and you and I know there's always great spiritual warfare that happens Mm -hmm. leading up to our women's events. Um, We always encounter something, but then we see God just do incredible things. And it's 100% because of prayer. It's 100% because of that. And I think that it goes back even, it's like I've had the privilege of getting to know people who were part of Summit before it was Summit. Yeah. And some of those folks were so committed to prayer. There was a group of people that met every Friday night and prayed all night long for several years. Mm-hmm. And, and when I get a chance to talk with some of the people that were involved in that prayer, it's like they, there were prophecies about what would happen here in the body of believers and they're seeing it being walked out, you know, and that it's, it's just so incredible to be able to pray with them and to learn yeah. from them and, and, and to realize that a lot of what's going on today, the fruits that we're seeing are the result of, you know, that those years of prayer back then. Yeah. It's so fun to hear those stories. I love talking to them and just the excitement that comes on them. Oh, just yeah. like, man, these things that we prayed for decades ago, mm-hmm. we're now seeing come into fruition. And that's amazing. Well, I'd like for you to just talk to the women and men, men potentially who are listening to this podcast today. Like, you know, we're talking about healthy rhythms to put into our lives, you know, spiritual disciplines in our lives to make sure that we're, we are growing emotionally healthy and we're growing spiritually. And, um, and so prayer obviously is a huge part of, you know, loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's a huge part of a daily rhythm that, that we, need to all be putting into practice. But what I have found, and I'm sure you have too, having conversations with so many different women is the the thing that I come across the most is people just saying like, well, I, I don't make time to pray or I don't know how to pray. I don't even know where to start. And so for you, maybe for the woman who says like, I don't have time or I don't know where to start. What do you say to her? Oh, wow. Um, 
I think the most important thing is to just do it. (laughs) It's like you can read books about prayer. You can talk to people. You can, uh, you know, just eat. There are even great movies, you know, to watch about the war room. Yeah. But it's like until you actually just begin to spend that time with the Lord. And, and, And it's like I think it changes over the years, too. You know, it used to be real regimented, you know, like with lists that I would just almost check off who I prayed for. But uh, I'm finding that in this season, um, it's like I always have my time in the Word every morning. And then my prayer time is, is during the morning is more about okay, where am I spiritually? What do I need to be paying attention to? God, what are you trying to teach me here today? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I, we have a, a group me um, group for the prayer chain mm-hmm. that when requests come into the church, they come across, you know. And it's like, that's I'm finding that that's when I pray for other people, you know, when those texts come in. And it's like I, I try to stop what I'm doing right then and pray for other people. And, uh, and but then I'm finding it's like prayer is becoming more than just something we schedule. It's like it's it's who I am. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I find myself walking around just kind of like with with something rolling over in my heart all the time and. it doesn't happen all the time but um i went out i went out to the store at lunchtime i got my mask on walking through the store and i found myself praying in the spirit while i'm just walking through the store i love it just because it's like you're driving down the street you see somebody standing on a corner and you're like god bless them you know, you know the challenges in their life. Help them. You know, mm-hmm. you. Uh, I, I don't do that perfectly, but I'm finding it's happening more and more as, as time goes on. Yeah, I love that because I, I do think in some people's minds it's this, okay, I have to have this scheduled time. And I do think that, that, that that's important, but... Yes. You know, scripture talks so much about pray, you know, pray without supplication, like pray without ceasing, pray without stopping. And, and so we think, oh, I I don't have time to pray all day. (laughs) I I have a life. I have kids. I have school. But it's, it's, yeah, once it becomes a rhythm in your life, you do tend to pray without stopping, like wherever you go. And it's not necessarily out loud. But Mm -hmm. it's the thoughts that are going through your head wherever you go. Um, Mm -hmm. And it becomes a natural part of your life once it's become a rhythm. For somebody that's just starting out, if they're looking for a resource or a tool, um, Bob Santos' book on the community devotional is just so great because it just covers a wide variety of topics. And then every day he kind of gives you a sample prayer to get you started. Yeah. And, and so it, it, it's one of the most um, like practical 
resources that I've found that could help somebody that's just starting to pray because he, he just tells you pray this, you know, yeah. and, and then move on and let it become, you know, more personal. Yeah. I love that. And we can put that the link to that book in the show notes and so that people can access that if they haven't grabbed a hold of it already, but it is, it's an excellent resource. And, um, and I think for, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, and then as a plug for the prayer team here at the summit. Yeah. Um, wow. We do have a group right now. It's ladies. Um, it's, it would be open to men. We would love to have some men join us. But right now it's a group of ladies between like six, eight women who meet by online through Zoom twice a week to just pray over the requests of the church. And it's like, wow, just the opportunity. Some of us have been praying together for years. Yeah. And it, no, and it's just like, for someone who's just getting started, if they wanted to connect up with that Zoom group, it's like even if you didn't feel comfortable about praying out loud, just the example of hearing those women of God pray and, you know, hearing them pray scriptures, mm-hmm. hearing them claim in the promises of God for other people, it's like, um, yeah, it would be just invaluable, priceless. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, I'm thinking of even just growing up and listening to my mama pray or women in our church pray. Like that's where I learned how to pray. Now I had to, to make it me, you know, and realize this is, it was personal, but to hear other women pray and learn from them is it is it's invaluable for sure um and how to speak life and how to speak god's word and truth over your life yeah Yeah, when i was a young believer i i remember we were in church one time and and an older woman just began sharing about her prayer time with the lord that morning i remember sitting there thinking I want to know Jesus like that. Oh, yeah. You know? And it just, that just kind of became my prayer. Like, Lord, I want to know you like that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I, I think it, 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 it's really good to connect with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just thinking about maybe women who don't attend Summit and maybe they attend another church um, and maybe they don't have an established prayer ministry. Um, what are, do you have any tips or anything you could give them for getting started? Oh, wow. Well, just ask God to, to show you. It, it seems like he helps you connect with people who are like-minded You know, it was like the very first person who invited me to lunch when we first came to the summit, the first person who invited me to lunch just because she wanted to get to know me has become my closest friend and my, oh, wow, my closest prayer partner. You know, if if I have a prayer request, she's the person that I'm going to call to pray. Yeah. And, and. And I just believe that, you know, when you have a desire to pray, then God helps you connect with people who have that same heart. Yeah. You know, so you, you kind of have to be a little bit vulnerable to, to let people know. Um, 
I mean, that doesn't isn't usually the first thing that comes up in conversation when you're like, "Hey, I I want to learn how to pray." <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, um, but we do have we do have a couple people from other churches who connect with our Zoom prayer time sometimes. That's so cool. people are welcome to, to go ahead and 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 plug in, just even to. Um, to just get an idea of how it works and how we have it set up, and you know, if they're if they're wanting to try to do something on that, you know, like that, mm-hmm. they can learn from our mistakes and <laughs> kind of see how we do it. I love that. I love that. So I'll make sure and um, send people to your information to reach you. Is that work? Yeah. If they just email prayer at summitpa.church and um, yeah, just let us know um, that they want the link to the Zoom meeting or they want to be put on our prayer chain just to see. We send out a, um, a newsletter a couple times a week with all the prayer requests and and we include in it sometimes like prayer opportunities that are coming up, you know, like there's a a community prayer meeting happening on such as as a date or whatever. So, I mean, if anybody's interested, I mean, we're glad to share, you know, anything that we've set up here at the summit. Yeah, for sure. We're not, we're not holding all of, all of our resources to ourselves. We very much, I mean, part of this podcast even is, is just the community. Like we believe in building the kingdom of God, not just, summit not just she is but we believe in building the entire kingdom of god and so that's right. um, right. sharing um some of the resources that we've gained and and most likely we've gained them from other churches as well so <laughs> but um well what else is just what else is on your heart about prayer that you would want women to know about oh. having prayer I just I have to just thank you, Kim, because um, years ago I had heard about um, Sybil. What was her name? Sybil Macbeth wrote a book, um, "Praying in Color," mm-hmm. and um, I started. Um, it, 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 what she tells you to do is like write down a name of God on your, on a piece of paper and then just start doodling around that as you're praying about that that name of God or that character of God and then just begin to start praying for other people when you doodle and, and it's like I've never been very artistic but I just was intrigued with the whole idea of it. Yeah. And um, I had gotten together with a with some other people one time. We we did a creative prayer session, and I thought it was going to be really weird, you know, that it was just be really odd praying for um, people that I didn't know. You know, it just seemed like it would be the the silence would be really awkward. <laughs> it ended up being the coolest experience. Um, One of the ladies that was in that group wanted to pray for some friends of theirs who were having marriage issues. And I didn't know who they were, but I just wrote their name. I don't even remember what it is now, Tom and Susie. (laughs) And I just wrote Tom and Susie on my paper. 
And as, as we were kind of just praying for them, and we were all just praying quietly, we weren't praying out loud, but I just drew a heart around their names, you know, like you would as a kid, you know, Tom plus Lucy. And then as we're just kind of praying and doodling along, I drew a little arrow through the heart, you know, how kids do. And when I did that, I heard in my heart the Holy Spirit say, pray that my word will pierce their hearts. You know, and it was like, I would not have thought to pray that way if I hadn't been doodling. And, um, and, and so I started praying like that in my private prayer devotional time, just kind of like praying for a person and just doodling around their name while I prayed for them. And um, I was kind of telling you about that and you had just really encouraged me to start a small group. (laughs) I don't know, what has it been? Maybe five years? I think so, wow. The creative prayer group has been meeting every spring and fall semester for for five years. Mm -hmm. And um, there's usually not a huge bunch of people, six, nine, nine people that get together, but we're praying for the people in our lives and we're praying for our community and and it's like an hour just passes so quickly. Yeah, and, um, yeah it, it's just been really good. I'm going to be filling up my first, my first sketchbook will be completely full in about two weeks. Wow, <laughs> that's so awesome. Uh, and it's like, so when you leaf back through that and you just look at all the lives that have been touched and, and we don't know until we get to eternity, really, you know, what kind of impact has been made and and we we never really know exactly where things are going to go right <laughs> start a creative prayer session it has just been so cool to connect with other people and to just spend that time with the lord and and just be led by his spirit that's been really neat that's amazing and I mean, I know I have seen this group grow, and then you've even added a, a co-leader this year. And even through shutdown and everything, you guys just kept going and moved to Zoom. You were at the artist hand, and which is a cool environment to be in. Um, but then you guys moved to Zoom and, and stayed consistent with it. And um, I love, too, that prayer isn't, isn't boring. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I think so often, I know I used to think, oh, prayer is so boring. Like, how could anyone pray for hours, you know, much less five minutes, you know? And so I, but prayer isn't, it doesn't have to be boring. And and that just shows it like God wants us to, it's communication with him. It's it's pouring out our hearts to him in whatever way that looks like. But I think if you can get in a space where you really meet with him, whether that's by doodling or in in nature or, you know, maybe a place in your home that you just really love, you know, that, that nook and cranny in your house that you love to sit in and meet with God there, you know, but, but God doesn't want our communication with him to be boring or ritualistic or like 
It is so personal and it's so, um, but I love that the Holy Spirit just spoke to you through doodling those, those people's, the heart around their name and then the arrow. And that's so powerful. It's so powerful. Well, like when you, when you were talking about it, not supposed to be boring. It, it, I hadn't thought about it for years, but years ago, I used to help lead the youth group at our old church. And, mm-hmm. and I remember telling the kids then, and I didn't have nearly as, as much understanding back then, but I remember saying, you know, if prayer is boring, I, we've got to be doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's connecting with God and it, it, it shouldn't be boring. You know, so apparently we've gotten our own ideas, you know, or we've, we or the enemy has deceived us, you know, because if he can yeah. stop prayer, he can stop the power of God in our lives. You know, it's so like, true. If we're having problems with it being boring, then maybe we need to find a way to mix it up a little bit, you know, and and begin to truly connect with God. And it's like one of my favorite um, ways to connect with the Lord um, is just like through worship music. And when I combine that with like, it can just be as simple as just picking a word out of a worship song that just really spoke to your heart and just writing that word on a piece of paper. And then just, if you just spend some time, then it's like maybe God will bring this, some scripture to your mind that, that goes along with that, or, you know, just never know how the Holy Spirit's going to lead you. But it's like, yeah, and that's not boring. Yeah, I sometimes on my day off, especially in the summer, because I love being outdoors. Mm-hmm. I'll out on my porch swing, and I'll take my sketch pad and my Bible and and some music, and I'll just be sitting. It's like I can't hardly stop. Yeah, <laughs> it just the Holy Spirit just leads you from one thing to another, and it. it I love it when things, oh, so that's why. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And I mean, I, I know I hear it especially a lot from young moms who have kids, you know, uh, running around and, and being loud and, you know, all of the things. I know that mm-hmm. for young moms, it's, it's it can be especially challenging. So do you have a, a word of wisdom or advice for them during this season of their lives where they feel like some someone is um, with them nonstop? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, one idea that I saw years ago is just to lay your Bible open on your table. And so that when you're walking by it, you just, you just see it, especially if there's a scripture that had spoken to you during a quiet time, go ahead and underline it. It'd be great if you have a journaling Bible and you drew a little doodle beside it. <laughs> but, you know, you just, just to remind you, you know, that, that, that God's been speaking to you. Yeah. You know, he's been showing you. It's like, oh, back when Ryan was little and we homeschooled and, 
You know, it was like he got into this whiny, whiny, whiny stage. <laughs> just cried all the time. And I, you know, every time you give him an assignment, he's like, <laughs> and I, I remember one morning I just went out on my back deck and I was just laying on the deck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh repeat the same thing over and over and over again and and I just sensed in my heart him saying you mean like I do with you (laughs) You it it didn't take a great big long time it just took you know 30 seconds of just Mm -hmm. to God you know it's like I think we, like you said earlier, we get this idea that we have to have this big block of time that we set apart. And it's like, I I don't know if you remember, I think you're too young. (laughs) There was a Christian song years and years ago that he's as close as the mention of his name. No, I remember it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, just calling out his name. He's there. And the answers are there and we have to trust that he's going to show them to us. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I think, I think in our minds, we just make prayer way more difficult than it is. Mm -hmm. And maybe even we compare our prayer life to someone else and who we, how we think it should look. And it goes back to there's models, there's examples, there's tools that we can use, but prayer is deeply personal and it looks different for everyone. And we all connect to God in different ways. And so we, I do believe just what you said earlier, like so profound, but if the enemy can stop us from praying, (laughs) like he can stop, you know? And so, wow, just a big, awakening to our hearts that um, the power in prayer and that even as a mom, you know, with kids tugging on you all, all throughout the day, um, even just, I mean, I remember just having to like pray with them tugging on me, you know, just like, mm-hmm. but be modeling that for them, you know, and if I could quiet my own self in the moments that I was frustrated, um, and pray out loud or pray with them right there in the room. You know, again, I think we in our brains think, okay, we have to be in this quiet space with no interruptions, with my journal and my coffee and this picture perfect, you know, picturesque life. Now, when your kids are older, you can get that or you don't have kids, you can create those spaces. But when they are younger, it is harder. And so, it's just doing it with them present, but what a great, what a great example for them. You know, I, you talked about you wanting to foster when you were, um, you know, earlier on. And I think about my aunt and uncle who we planted a church with in Texas and they had five of their own kids, but then they, um, got into fostering. And so they've now adopted, four or five kids. Um, But I just remember we were church planning with them at the time when they started the fostering process. And so they would get these kiddos um, 
you know, not knowing how long any of them would get to stay or, or be with them. But I remember this uh, one kid who is now um, their adoptive son, his name is Armando. And at the time he was, he was three and, um, you know, not even really talking or, or saying full words, but my uncle, I mean, they had a one busy house. Like they had five kids of their own under, you know, in elementary school. And then they had, um, numerous foster kids. So they were busy, busy and they were church planners. But my uncle and aunt would just pray all throughout the day, like walk through their home and pray out loud or pray in the spirit. And, um, and I remember my uncle's telling this story about how one day he was just walking through his house, praying, you know, with all the chaos happening. And he sees, Armando following behind this little three-year-old, you know, following behind him with his hands raised in the air, you know, just babbling, you know, in his own baby talk. But he was praying like he was mimicking my mm-hmm. uncle. Oh, and uh, it was, it had such a profound impact on him. And then even his, pur- their purpose for fostering. But, um, but Armando got put back with his family, but then they had to remove him again. And when the decision came as to who he would go to, that the, the mom actually said, Hey, I would really like him to go back to, um, you know, Ricky and Joni and, and they've since adopted him. But um, it's just so, it's so powerful and profound, the impact that we have you know, if you are at home with little ones and you feel like you're at the end of your rope, like I get it. Toddler years were not my favorite years of parenting. <laughs> they were hard, um, much harder for me than teenage years, actually. And so, um, but you have a profound impact on your kids when you're when you're praying, even if you can't get that quiet space to pray. Don't make that an excuse to not have that rhythm in prayer because your kids are watching. And so, yeah. And I love, I love the picture of you going out to the deck and laying on the deck and God gently saying, well, this is what you do with me too. (laughs) (laughs) I love Um, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I think, I think too, the lesson from that was that God God doesn't get upset with us if he needs to teach us the same lesson over and over again. He loves us and, and he knows how many times we need to hear it. And, and even especially prayer, it's like the enemy tries to condemn us so much, you know, and he tries to convince. And even even when I got invited to be on this podcast, you know, it was like, well, I want to talk to me about prayer. <laughs> No, it's like there are other people who just are so much more disciplined than I am, you know, and it's like the enemy does it to every one of us. And so we just can't fall for it. We just can't just know that God loves us. He wants a relationship with us. He doesn't want us to just check things off our list. Oh, okay. I prayed today. You know, he wants to connect with our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. It's it's the it's the complete difference for me when I switched from making it something that was just a checklist to that a good Christian girl would do to something that was me connecting with my Savior, my Redeemer, my friend. 
you know, my father that I need wisdom from. Totally different perspective. Even even going into 2020, because I've said on other podcasts before, I wouldn't say that I'm like, I wouldn't call myself an intercessor. Like I do believe that intercessory prayer, anyone can do it, but but it is a gift. And um, and so I wouldn't say that I've I've been an intercessor prayer warrior, but um, but going into 2020 before everything hit, I just really felt like God said, Kim, your prayer your prayer life needs to go deeper. You need to be interceding and and um, not having any clue, you know, what 2020 was going to bring. But I do. I'm so thankful that for that prompting from Him to to tell me to go deeper, to request me to spend more time before Him, you know, on behalf of myself, my family, our church, people, um, just because it was in preparation for really what we were, was about to hit us. And um, if I wouldn't have had that, I think I would have been shaken to the core so much more, you know, but God was so faithful to prompt me to pray even before all of that. And um, it's just the foundation for everything. And um, and like you said at the very beginning, for, for someone who has said, I don't know how to pray, I've never really prayed before. You just start somewhere. You just, you just start. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to have the opportunity to pray with other people has just, it's been, you know, going into 2020 and um, being over the, all the prayer requests that come in to Summit Church there for a while, it was just, you know, like, 10, 15 requests a day. And, you know, it just, you could just feel that that would, that just got overwhelming. But have the opportunity to meet with other people and have them pray over those requests. We could pray together. And it's like, um, you'd hear other people praying in faith. And so it was easier to get into faith yourself. And, you know, it, it was just such a huge reminder that, um, you know, I'm not responsible for the answers to these prayers. You know, yeah. I'm just responsible to bring them to God and just yeah. trust him to move in people's lives. And, but, but the relationship that, that we all built as we prayed together was just, um, you know, it's like, this sounds horrible, but 2020 wasn't all that bad for me. (laughs) Because I was able to connect with other people and just grow in ways that I hadn't anticipated. I love that. Well, I know we need to wrap up, but my takeaways from today are start somewhere, get creative, (laughs) Um, get a journal, doodle, um, pray with other people to learn and to grow your prayer life, Um, and then check out resources like Bob Santos's book. Um, I I also use, um, and it's not something I've guided prayer isn't something I've ever really put into practice. But during COVID, I did grab a hold of several different apps, one of them being Glorify, and the other one is called Lectio. But it's 
by the 24-7 prayer movement. And I love it because especially during Lent, it's um, guiding me through, you know, different prayers to pray and hearing from the Holy Spirit. And they're just beautiful. So, man, we have every resource in the world available to us at this time in our lives to help us know how to pray. We have no excuse is what I've come down to. (laughs) The only thing keeping us from praying is ourselves, actually that God wants to connect with us. But Cheryl, I love you so much. Thank you for being on today. I love you too, Kim. <laughs> so, and um, I'll make sure. And again, you can email Cheryl at prayer at summitpa.church to get any resources. But thank you for joining us today, Cheryl. Thank you. I love you. Wow. I'm so grateful for that conversation with Cheryl Motzing. She is a treasure and we are so grateful for just what she brings to the kingdom of God. So I want to encourage you, share this episode with your friends and make sure they listen to it. Hey, and grab a group of girlfriends and pray with them and make prayer a rhythm in your day. It will change your life. Listen, I am so excited for our next She Is event coming up on April 30th. She Is One Night with Jess Connolly. She's no stranger to our She Is community. We're so excited to have her back with us. And we are going to be gathering in person as well as online. And so you have no excuse not to join us. And so you can grab your tickets today at sheisconference.org. Save your spot, whether you're going to be gathering with us virtually or in person. We can't wait to see you there. We love you. Hope you have a great day.